Welcome to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. In this podcast, financial planner Peter Raskin helps families and business owners understand and prepare for their wealth journey. Along the way, thoughtful and detailed planning can provide clarity and confidence as clients confront a multitude of financial decisions. Listen in as Peter shares stories and insight into people's wealth journeys. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to Wealth is in the Details with Peter Raskin from Raskin Planning Group. Today we're going to be talking about stewardship, so I'm pretty excited to get into this topic. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm great, Eric. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Now, I know the the theme today is stewardship, and and it's actually revolving around the annual stewardship checklist, correct? That's right. Okay, and and on previous podcasts, we have talked a lot about long-term planning, right? Because that's what you do with your clients. You really get into their lives and you really kind of map out some long-term planning with them. Um, But what should clients be thinking about for this next year using the stewardship as a theme? Sure. You know, I don't, I don't mean to take all the spontaneity out of life. That's not my objective when working with clients. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not the way I lead my life. It's really true that if we focus on what's controllable in our world, it leaves more room for spontaneity. It, it gives us uh, an opportunity to live in a less stressful, more controlled environment. So to me, a well-planned experience opens up space for relaxation and allows me to be more present. Okay, so I mean, it, it's interesting you said that well-planned experience, right? Um, so how does how does that impact people, and really who does it impact when you can kind of plan out an experience? I'm not exactly sure. I'm following what you're saying. Great question, Eric. Uh, to me, uh, busy, successful people and, and their families are the ones that are most are, are most willing to accept this approach to to or planning. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that, that more often, they, they want the most out of life. They, they want to fit the most into a day. They want to feel like they're in control of their world. Mm. And this kind of checklist, I believe, helps them get there. So what do they need to be looking out for then? Yeah. So, so life's really complex. And the goal here is to try and, and streamline it. So let's, let's take the guesswork out of things. Let's stay organized. I know for me, it's an, it's an ongoing challenge. I, I just don't do it naturally. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think I'm a lot like a lot of people where I can be pretty impulsive about doing things that are right in front of me, things that are easy for me to do. Uh, but, I, but I don't always do the things that are preventive or, or the things that are out of my comfort zone. And I think that's what this checklist, this annual review of your world allows you to do. Okay, so let's dive into it. What, what do you recommend with this checklist? Yeah, so I propose a family annual checklist that you revisit throughout the year, and and we call it the annual stewardship checklist. Okay, so I I think most people are familiar with stewardship as a general concept, but what do you mean? uh, I guess I want your opinion. What do you mean by stewardship when you say that? Yeah, I, I love the term of stewardship. I think it really describes so much of what families really want Stewardship, as as defined by the dictionary, is an ethic that embodies the responsible planning and management of resources. Hmm. And so if you think about a stewardship checklist, it's a reminder to do things, to work collaboratively with your partner in life or your family, 
and the people on who, who are on your team, you know, your accountant, your attorney, your mm -hmm. financial planner, your investment professional, your insurance agent. I think this concept of calendaring your financial world is so important, it, it, but it doesn't have to just include financial things. You can calendar really anything that's important to you, mm -hmm. anything that is recurring on an annual basis. It could be maintenance around your house, uh, planning your annual family vacation, the big anniversary event or, or big birthday. It's just taking out the annual calendar and planning out your year. It, to me, it's about this responsible planning and management of, of your resources. What's, what's really most important to your family. Peter, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> right when you were saying that, I was like, this is great. I love this. I love the concept, but for me personally, and I, I bet we're going to be talking about this a little bit in this podcast, it's the discipline to do it because I have really, I've put on my calendar to clean and organize my garage before winter time. Right. So that my wife can park her car in there because we have so much stuff in there. So that's, that's kind of an annual thing where you're transitioning from summer stuff to winter stuff and you've got the snow blower. So it's in you know, accessible and the lawnmower's put away. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Right. <laughs> it was scheduled, Peter. It really was. I, I just, we had something else to do that weekend. Yeah. I've, I've, that I think is the biggest obstacle is that there's always something that that comes up, it, 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 it's more pressing, that, that's easier or to more do. Fun. And give you, or more fun, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, this isn't all about perfection. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to let things slide. But but it does give us a, a it, it allows us to set up our month or our quarter or our year and to have these things in front of us. Mm -hmm. And I think the chances that we're going to take care of these items increase when we do it this way. True. Because it helps you prioritize. Yeah. And let me just give you two examples of things that probably wouldn't happen without prompts from someone else, because mm. I think prompts are really important. Yep. And in my example, both are, are health related. I meet with my both my primary care doctor and my dentist twice a year. And I think my experience isn't any different than anyone else's. As soon as I'm finished with my appointment, I walk out the doctor or dentist's office and the receptionist uh, kindly schedules my next appointment. Yeah, Absolutely. It goes into my calendar and I don't have to think about it for another six months. You know, no hassles. It's done. It's, it's, it's what I'm doing and what I need to do to stay healthy. Uh, but it, it probably wouldn't happen as consistently if, if it weren't scheduled like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the checklist is just a guide. So you don't miss looking at the details of, of your wealth and your, and your family plan each year. And uh, maybe, maybe it'll incentivize you to get your, your garage cleaned. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> I, I do have somebody who will prompt me for that. Uh, she's, yes, she's my yes, wife. We all have that. <laughs> it's always good. So uh, can you kind of dig into this a little bit more in detail as far as how it works and how you work with your clients? Yeah. So what I like to do is build a calendar checklist that captures as much of the year as you want. Mm -hmm. So conceptually, I think it's best to break the year into four quarters. Kind of simple. Mm-hmm. And then you maybe use each month to spread out the tasks. So think about the first quarter, January, February, March. What are you going to do during those, those months? Mm -hmm. uh, to me, it's really important to share your calendar with your significant other. That really yeah. might, be, might be half of the advantage of this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just taking it out at once a month. Uh, you can put this calendar into a shared ele electronic document, like a, like a Google Doc. 
that you can both revisit throughout the year or or maybe you just buy a physical calendar that's accessible to both of you you know in your in your kitchen drawer and as you're having dinner or, or having uh, coffee and dessert um, the first weekend of the month, um, maybe take it out and review it together. Yeah, we, we've got ours on our fridge. Yeah, exactly. We all, we all have that. We all live by it. But here I'm just talking about expanding it mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. being really diligent. The other thing that's really important is to check off what you've accomplished throughout the year because it feels good to address the, these things. Very true. And, and accomplish it. Uh, so if you don't get around to doing a task in a month that you've scheduled, recalendar it for another time that's more convenient. So the, the calendar that we'll talk about today will, will be primarily focused on financial planning issues, but I want to stress that you can really add anything that's recurring and, and is important in your world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It, 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 it sounds a little bit complicated, uh, but as a coach, I, I agree 100%. Uh, so from your perspective, I, I know how I coach people when I coach businesses, but you're working with personal clients, um, and it still can sound a little bit complicated. How, how does that work out? Yeah, it, it, it really is, isn't complicated. It's pretty straightforward. This is, this is not, it's not rocket science. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, um, I, I'll offer to our listeners a template that they, that they can use to adopt to their, to their own needs. Oh, Nice. And if you go to our website at raskinplanning.com, you'll be able to download this template. And uh, I think it'll be helpful as a, a starting a place for you, but you can work, you can design it any way you want. But in the meantime, uh, let's begin putting this together and, con- and, and showing you conceptually what, what, I, what I'm talking about. Okay, sounds good. Let's go. Okay. So in the first quarter of the year, uh, it's probably the most important and, 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 and I call it the most thoughtful quarter. And the focus at this point is planning your year. And what you're trying to do is avoid surprises. Mm-hmm. So I like to focus on the next 12 months of tax and cash flow plan. So first thing I want to do is map out our big non-recurring expenditures for the, for the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm thinking big, big house projects, new cars, tuitions, okay. vacations, any tax payments that, that are due maybe in April or estimated taxes throughout the year, uh, any gifts to kids that you, that you want to make or you, you believe will be made during the year. And then, and then also really important, I think, to start planning this in the early part of the year are charitable gifts. So if, if you get a handle on these items um, early in the year, then you'll, you'll know when they're due and you'll determine how you'll pay for them. So I think that's really key is just mm-hmm. think about that over the next 12 months, not your regular month to month living expenses, not your mortgage, your insurance, but those big non-recurring expen- expenditures that you that you just see might coming that, that might be coming down the road. Yeah. Yep. So from a charitable planning standpoint, uh, I think it's really key is to think about think now. Because then that then it opens up your your eyes and your heart for the for the rest of your year. Mm-hmm. You're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. How much might you want to give throughout the year and to whom? Yeah, Peter, absolutely. I, I also you, you, we've, we've talked about it on previous podcasts, but with the tax law changes, thinking about charitable planning for your upcoming years is, is really really important. And I I know people can go back and listen to those podcasts. I don't want to derail this one, but I think that's a very very valid point. 
Absolutely. You really want to time those gifts now mm -hmm. and if, in order to take advantage of any tax deductions, which might be limited because of this, this tax law that was um, passed a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. So just thinking ahead, what might you want to give for the year? Uh, and who might you, who might you want to give to? Mm -hmm. And if you're like a lot of our clients, you know, they're giving uh, small dollar amounts to many charities. And if that works for you, that's great. Uh, some of our clients are, are trying to be more strategic and tactical in their charitable planning. Mm -hmm. So that's a piece of the, the, the year's expenditures. Uh, then in this first quarter, I think it's really important to review your projected income, your projected living expenses, and your projected savings. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let's ask the question, how much do you want to save this year, each month, each week? How are you going to make this happen? Yeah, My so experience is that for those clients that may be disappointed in the, the amount of money they've saved, this becomes really important to do this at the beginning beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Because if you're doing the same thing each year and you're expecting different results, uh, isn't that the definition of insanity? Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's think about uh, turning that table, uh, not looking back and saying, oh, I wish I'd done more. Let's think about addressing that first quarter of the year. How much do I want to save and how am I going to do that? What do I need to make that make that happen? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you've addressed different pieces of, of financial plan. And one of the things I know we've talked about before also is uh, having an emergency fund, having a certain amount saved up in savings that's liquid uh, for just in case. And I'm not going to put a number on it because people can go back and listen to the podcast. But if you look at that at the first in the first quarter of the years and you say, hey, I've got my the amount Peter and I talked about, uh, it's in savings, it's there, it's accessible. So instead of having to do any more saving, that money can be diverted into another type of account that maybe is uh, more, I don't want to say aggressive, but has potential to earn more income, meaning it's an investment account of some kind. That's right. That's perfect. And I think that's the advantage of taking a look at at your situation in the first quarter of the year mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is it gives you a sense of, of, of what uh, your needs are, what your liquidity situation is, what your cash flow will be like throughout the next 10, 11 months. Yeah, absolutely. So again, still in this first quarter, we think we want to think about tax planning. So review your 401k plan, salary deferrals. Are you, are you maximizing your contributions? Are you taking full advantage of your company's match? Are you going to make IRA contributions this year, uh, traditional or Roth, or will you do a Roth conversion? I have a whole series on uh, uh, on tax planning uh, in podcasts. So mm -hmm. if you if you go to our website raskinplanning.com, uh, click on podcasts, and and if you look at episodes four to seven, they stress how tax planning is a, really a, a year round process. So this is the time of year we really want to collaborate with uh, our accountant and, and financial planner about tax planning for the up and coming year. Yeah. And so, so the first quarter is really a busy time. And um, I, I think it's an important process that we go through each and every year. Yeah, absolutely. The, the hard part is, is that we don't know what's going to happen this coming year, right? I mean, that's, it's nice to be able to think about planning one thing as you were talking about the uh, projected things that might come up that aren't on a, a regular basis, like not a mortgage, but a bigger project. I think about my driveway, Peter. I, I, I need a new driveway, period. And I've already gotten a couple quotes and it's around $10,000. Yeah. 
So I'd like to be able to do that this coming year and I'd like to be able to plan it out, but things, things happen, things change, uh, within finances and I may need to help my parents more, or I may need to help my kids more. Uh, you know, how do you help people plan that far in advance? I know a year is not super long, but there's things that just come up. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, just because you've put it into your, your, your stewardship checklist doesn't mean that uh, you can't change your mind mm-hmm. and, and uh, you do what you can. So maybe if you're in a, in a night, in a perfect world, you, you take care of your driveway sometime in um, September of, of 2020. Uh, but you get to July and you say, no, this year it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Let's put that off till next year. And that's perfectly fine. I mean, that's just, that's what, that's what life brings you. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, we don't really necessarily know all the details, but we have objectives. We have, we have aspirations for our, our, our year, at least many of us do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just as an example, um, I typically vacation in, in March in, in the summertime. My wife's a teacher and those dates correspond with her school vacation. I just know that those dates we're going to be taking off. Mm-hmm. So I know when I need to start planning these trips. I, I also know we like to get away Martin Luther King Day in January, Columbus Day weekend in October, and maybe some other weekends throughout the year. Yeah. So I like to just calendar those, put them, put them on the list. And, and, and when do I need to make those decisions, Bob? You know, maybe, maybe we don't do a big trip that year, but at least I've got it in the calendar. Mm-hmm. Let, let's now talk about the uh, the second quarter. So we've gone through the, the the first quarter, kind of big picture for the year, All right. tax planning. So the second quarter, uh, I like to start off with asking a question, is this a milestone year for, for you or your significant other? It's really, is this a year where your birthday is possibly important to your overall financial planning? So it's just kind of thinking about your age. Uh, and, and if we look at, at, at certain ages, so this is a, a few examples. Age 50, you're eligible for catch-up contributions to 401k plans and IRAs. Hmm. Something to put in the calendar. Yeah. A, age 59 and a half, you're eligible to take money out of your retirement plans and annuities without a 10% penalty tax. That's good information that's, to that's have. That's nice, Yes. <laughs> At, at, at age 62, it's it's the first year you're eligible to start taking Social Security. And not that I'd recommend that you do that. Mm-hmm. And that's primarily because there's 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 basically a, a, a benefit penalty if you take it earlier than full retirement age. Yeah. But I think it's just important to know that that's an option. Age 65, you're eligible for Medicare. Uh, and here again, there's a, a, a possible premium penalty if you delay signing up for Medicare and aren't insured through another plan. So really be careful and thoughtful about age 65 is an important date for Medicare. And then um, ages 66 or 67, depending upon what birthday uh, you have, that could be your full retirement age. And this is when you can start taking Social Security without a reduction if you're still working. So you might want to start taking the spousal benefit based on your spouse's earnings, or um, it just gives you flexibility to think about when you're going to start taking it. Mm-hmm. Age 70 is when that gives you the maximum social security benefit age 70. In the year you turn 70 and a half is the year you need to start taking your required minimum distributions from your retirement account. Mm-hmm. Often you'll get a reminder. Uh, but again, if we calendar it, we know what to expect for that year. And that, that will work into your overall tax planning. 
And uh, when you turn age 70 and a half, uh, now you're eligible to make qualified charitable distributions from your IRA. And these can satisfy your required minimum distributions and there could be tax advantages. So I, I'm just giving you uh, some examples of where a birthday is important and how that can affect your overall planning. Put it into your, your stewardship calendar and then it'll remind you to think about that uh, if, if that age comes up. Yeah, perfect. That's great. In the second quarter, I, I like to think about your estate planning and uh, let's confirm the beneficiaries on your life insurance, annuities, and retirement accounts. Just let's do that annually. Mm -hmm. uh, so question, you know, when did you review your estate plan last? And if it was longer than five years, maybe a quick call to your attorney's warranted. Are, are, have you had any family changes uh, this year or do you see any down the line? Have your distribution objectives changed? How are your children doing? Are they healthy? Are they in good marriages? How about grandkids? How's your health? What about your spouse? Have you moved to another state? Is your, is your financial situation dramatically different? Mm -hmm. uh, does your spouse know where everything is? Do, do they know how to access all of your accounts? So these are just questions that, that we would ask our clients um, as we're going through the planning process. But you can, you can add these to the checklist. And uh, another area that I think is important to uh, talk about in the second quarter is just let's review all your insurances, mm -hmm. maybe your property and casualty, your life, your disability, your long-term care. When did you review all of this last? Uh, and I recommend at least a full review um, once every three years. Maybe you review your property and casualty insurance in one year and your life and disability in a, in a second year and your long-term care insurance in a third year, but you're just, you're just putting it on your docket, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so you don't, you don't forget about it because it's so easy to do. Oh yeah. And then let's get, now we're, we're finished with the, the second quarter. Let's move into the third quarter and here, maybe we review uh, investment portfolio and your banking relationships. Uh, are your are your investments structured properly? Is it in line with your risk tolerance? It is, is it meeting your income, your growth or, or capital preservation objectives? What fees are you paying? Mm -hmm. You just want to match your, your overall financial plan with your investments. Uh, do you have enough liquidity? Is your bank meeting your cash flow needs? Is it, is it convenient? Have you consolidated things? Are you keeping things really as simple as, as you can? <laughs> Yeah. I find what happens throughout the years is people begin collecting financial accounts and their lives just become more complicated than they really need to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, in this calendar quarter, think about consolidating and simplifying. Yeah. So we're still, we're still in the third quarter. And I think uh, this quarter is a, it's a good opportunity to, to do a, a personal debt review. Mm -hmm. Are your interest rates competitive on your mortgages and home equity lines of credit? You might want to review your, your credit cards, especially if you have outstanding balances. Let's look at student debt for your kids uh, and, and for yourself, if you have any. Uh, and just think about what kind of access to liquidity you might need over the next 12 to 20, 24 months. Yeah. A uh, couple of other areas that are not necessarily financial, but I think have, um, have application is uh, just an annual technology review. Mm. Uh, are your hardware and software systems current? Are you protecting yourself where, where possible, you know, just from a cybersecurity perspective? 
if it's not one of your areas of expertise, please hire a professional to do an annual technology checkup. I, I think of it like a like a health checkup. Yeah, very important. And then lastly, in this in this uh, in this third quarter, let's just can- calendar all of our annual household maintenance items. You talked about your garage. Well, I think it is important to uh, calendar cleaning mm-hmm. that basement garage, servicing your heating and ventilation systems. Uh, again, if you're a steward of your resources, your home is a primary resource and you want to make sure you're taking care of it. So just make a, it be part of your calendar uh, throughout the year. And I, I just think it's helpful to, 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 to remember things and, and to check it off. Yeah, very true. So, so now we're in the, in the last part of the year, the last quarter. And in this quarter, we're really focusing on uh, tax planning strategies. And that's going to make it a different from a tra- from a transaction perspective. So get get a a sense of your income, what's actually happening. Are, have you are you meeting expectations? Will your realized gains or losses for the year um, be a lot different from the year before? Should you talk to your investment manager about maybe realizing more gains or losses in the last quarter? Uh, get a report from them. Uh, estimating what those will be or have been for the year and then what they might be over the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just really deal with any any surprises in your investment portfolio. And then really uh, button up your charitable planning in this last quarter. Uh, make sure you, you're, you're doing what you say you want to do and give yourself plenty of time to do it. Yeah. And, and one last thing um, from a calendar perspective is if you are uh, on Medicare, Typically, in the last quarter of the year, you have that ability to change your Medicare supplemental plans during the last quarter, typically until early December. And so if your medical situation has changed, if your prescriptions have changed, if your drug benefits that you have have changed through your insurance carrier, uh, check that out and see what's going to be most beneficial. So you want to make sure you have the right coverage. So now's the time to review these options. Yeah, absolutely. Peter, I love the idea of building and maintaining a, a family stewardship checklist and and really getting in the habit of reviewing those items annually. And I think you can really involve your kids with that, uh, depending on on those you know, moving parts, what those pieces are. This is what, you know, we're going to be focusing on this year. This is what we're going to try to accomplish because a lot of it might involve them and, and, you know, family vacations and um, just maintenance around the house. There may be times where you've got to organize some schedules, uh, you know, for kids or grandkids or whatever. So I I think this is fantastic. Yeah, I I agree. I think it is important to bring the kids into it and you're, you're, you're showing them, uh, you're, you're being a great role model when you do so. Yeah, Absolutely. I think another thing to think about it is with the advent of, of technology and, 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 and calendaring, uh, think about putting this into your electronic calendar and sending yourself an email as a mm-hmm, reminder mm-hmm. to do things. Yeah. I, I, I've done that before. I know certain things have to happen each and, each and every October. So October 1st, I get an email from myself that says, time to do, to, to do this. And it's just a reminder. And it feels good to, to get that reminder and, and to check it off as a, as a completed activity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so important to just feel good about your overall planning uh, as you as you're doing this. Uh, the other great thing about this checklist is that it's really it's completely customizable. It's going to change year in and year out, and throughout the year. And that's why I really do recommend that you revisit it not just once a year, but throughout the year. I, I think the beginning of the month is a good is is a good prompt. It's a working document, so you can take a look at the one we have on our website at raskinplanning.com. 
Also on the website is, is our white paper on the five challenges when planning your wealth's journey. And I think our, our annual stewardship checklist and, and these five challenges white paper will really help you manage all the, the, real, the, the many details of your, of your journey. Mm-hmm. So please don't hesitate to reach out to me directly if you'd like a, a helpful guide along the way. Uh, so please, please reach out. Yeah, absolutely. Peter, thank you so much. This is incredibly helpful. I am a big believer in checklists and and scheduling things on the calendar, um, even though I'm not the greatest at getting them done. But uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to my partner who reminds me and uh, ask her to step up her game. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks, Eric. Really appreciate it. You bet. And thank you all for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast with Peter Raskin. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, put it on your calendar. In fact, just, just click the button because it's right there. Uh, please click that subscribe button below right now. This way, when Peter comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it a lot easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And if you've got someone who hasn't gotten his garage done, you could send him this podcast and maybe he'd get a little bit better at getting his stuff done. (laughs) Anyway, I'll just, I'll have my wife listen to this later. (laughs) Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Raskin Planning Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealth is in the Details podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Peter Raskin is a registered representative of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Securities offered through Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation, a broker, dealer, member SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Sagemark Consulting, a division of Lincoln Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance offered through Lincoln Affiliates and other fine companies. Raskin Planning Group is not an affiliate of Lincoln Financial Advisors. Lincoln Financial Advisors Corporation and its representatives do not provide legal or tax advice. You may want to consult a legal or tax advisor regarding any legal or tax information as it relates to your personal circumstances.